Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the AHA Moments Radio Show for the inspiration, education, and celebration of enlightened living worldwide with your host, Mariana Cooper, founder of AHA Moments International and ahamomentsworld.com. Tune in for the next hour and learn to trust your AHA Moments to lead the way to live a passionate and purposeful life. And now here's your host, Mari. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the AHA Moments Radio Show for the inspiration, education, and celebration of enlightened living worldwide. I'm Mari, and happy Tuesday. I'm very excited about today's show. This is definitely a topic of uh, contention for all of us, myself included. I definitely get lost in the sauce in this sometimes, and I was looking forward to when I sorted out what the week the the show was for the week. I was all excited uh, because this is a good one, and I love to to talk about this. And and I, you know, as I talk about these things, it also clarifies it for me. If you ever want to get good at something, teach it. You know, teach it, work through it with somebody, explain it to someone, and um, and you'll see how quickly it comes more clear to you. So uh, we have a nice agenda for tonight, a little bit easier than some of the other weeks where we're packed, 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 packed with stuff to do. Uh, we are going to, of course, do some readings later on. So if you'd like to call in for a session with me, I should say session, uh, you know, these, these have to be quick. You have to do four or five questions, but... Uh, a question, you can call in at 347-215-9485. And as usual, you're filling up the lines. So you're going to keep Sam busy. Uh, 347-215-9485. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. We have some good news. Uh, my book, The AHA Factor. Actually, I don't know if I announced the whole title. Maybe I did on another show. I can't remember. Um, the AHA Factor, which the subtitle is... Um, the Intuitive Guide to Getting What You Desire and Deserve um, is with the publisher now, right? So I, I sent the manuscript in and uh, was waiting and waiting, waiting to hear if they like it, if they want to like throw it away, <laughs> you know, if they want their, they want my advance back, like what, 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 you know, what was it going to be? And I got a wonderful note from the publisher that gave me all kinds of compliments and said that they really, really were enjoying the book and, um, you know, it's very nice accolades. If you want to see it, see, you can look at my Facebook page. I'm not going to go into the whole thing. But um, I posted the quote on Facebook and, uh, and I'm very excited and I, I bring that up because, you know, it's a stage, okay? So it's a stage of, you know, you guys are going through this whole book thing with me. You know, I've been talking about writing the book and enslaving when to write the book, finally sending the proposal out, all that stuff. You've been going through this with me for the last year or so. And uh, and this stage is now where I want to point out for you and when you're doing your projects, this is a stage where it starts to come up from underground. Okay, so we have all of that underground work where you're kind of slaving over something, right? You're doing, you're dealing with... Uh, you know the the work and it's it's arduous and there's nobody seeing it because you're in the trenches with it and you're working your ten hour days and three hours two hours and at the coffee shop and at home and all this and putting your life on hold to get it done so it's all underground it's like planting a seed down into the dirt it's kind of in the darkness you're lonely it's exhausting your back hurts your legs hurt I know after I finish that big last push to get it to meet the deadline. I went to the massage therapist, like I had this like flat out on my back and I'm just starting to get my energy back now. Now I feel like I'm full, you know, all my pistons are going, but it took three weeks to recover from all of that over the holidays. Well, now when you start to see things like this, where you get the publisher to, you know, they come back and they say, okay, we love it. This is going to work. We're excited. They gave me a whole international marketing team, so it's going to be marketed all over the world, and an international press team, and then a local, you know, a, a U.S. Uh, press team, and all that. So this is like huge, right? This is just like off the chart, bigger than what I, you know, was expecting already. Now you see 
that project sprout. It came up through the dirt. So now we have a little sprout, and that has to be watered and then allowed to have sun and then watered and allowed to have sun, okay? Most of the time what we do, though, is we, do, we put a lot of work into something, and then we expect it to sprout immediately. But really, this book has been working on for seven years. It's just been going, you know, through its different stages and changes, and I write it, and I teach that, and I rechange it, and I'd live through something, and then it would change again, and then I'd say, no, that doesn't work, and then i have an editor help me, and it did, still didn't work, you know, went on and on. So I'm only bringing this up, uh, one, because I'm excited, but two, because I think it's a good tool for you, you know, hopefully uh, inspira- inspiring for you to get on with it, with your projects, and know that things do see the light of day. Things can come up through the dirt, and if you're working on something of your own, Hop to it, you know. It's good energy. Mercury in retrograde is uh, coming up on its halfway point soon, and uh, we at least got all the way through the first week, so it's a three-week-long thing. So by the end of the week, we'll be halfway through, and, and it's still a waxing move. So focus, 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 and get your stuff done, and it will be the light of day. So um, that's that, and then um, we have, of course, this show is sponsored by Soul Lifetime Magazine. I can't be remiss in announcing that and you guys can register for a free copy of that at soullifetimes.com and a big new workshop and it's all going to be around the aha factor, around the content in the book so the book won't come out until January but we're going to start teaching now and start sharing it with you now so uh, next week you'll hear about uh, what that's going to look like I'm trying to decide whether it's a retreat or an in-person workshop or uh, online workshop uh, you can certainly send me an email and tell me if you're interested what you think it should be and uh, and so we'll sort that out but next week you'll hear some announcements about that so okay so we're going to move on with our content uh, let's see we have okay we're, we're good with time okay so we're going to move on with this so the question is do I hold on or do I let go do I hold on or do I let go? And this is in response to when things seem to be going too slow. And this is why I brought up the book. Because that book is a long time in the making. You seven years to do a book. You could do a book in a month. But for me, for what I was being led to share, it was my own personal evolution um, in a in a, a constant trial and error and working with big audiences and small audiences to sort it out, to sort this system out. And also the grid changed in that time and you know, all kinds of energies escalated, technology changed, so there's a lot of different applications that are new and apply now that didn't before, et cetera, et cetera. So when you're thinking about this in the context of a project that means a lot to you, a career, a business, you know, a business idea, an idea, uh, a uh, a relationship, uh, a, a sport, a hobby, these types of things. Sometimes we, you know, we all start off pretty excited, right? You start, even a diet, you start off excited. You start off like, okay, you get this pop of an inspiration, and that inspiration is usually from your inner child because that's the childlike wonder. That's where inspiration comes from. So if you're ignoring your inner child and you refuse to play and you take yourself very seriously, you're really shutting down your ideas engine, the engine for idea making. That happens from play. If you don't let yourself go out and play, you're probably short on some ideas that you would be getting. If you let yourself go fly that kite or walk on that beach or go camping or go skiing or whatever it is that you consider to be frivolous and playful, there is a major purpose for that. That's a whole other show. So, excuse me, you come up with this idea and then you have the courage to get get it going. And you start working on it, working on it, and you start to hit a little wall, you know. Because I always say the beginning is beginner's luck. Like people come to me and they're like, Mari, I want to learn all about intuition. I want you to certify me as a psychic. I want you to certify me as an intuitive. I want you to help me to be this and that. And I say, okay, well, let's see what you're willing to do to get there because it's a, it's, it's a journey, right? It's a journey. And a lot of people quit because they feel like they're not getting you know, they thought they were going to get. They're not Mari, you know, three easy lessons after Mari's been doing this for 26 years. Um, you know, they, 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 they get frustrated because they're not seeing results, seeing results immediately, instant gratification. I have to say, 
in America, we're much more instant gratification oriented than people overseas. They have more of a kind of a workmanlike approach. Here we got used to before and after pictures, you know, but nobody talks about the in-between. So this is the part, this is like uh, this hold on or let go is really about your in-between, right? What happens in between the beginning and the reward? And so this question comes up a lot. So um, Joel Olstein, who's one of my favorites, is has a story, so I can't keep, you know, I can't take credit for the story. He, he tells a story, and it's one of my favorite, favorite stories. And he talks about his kids and um, their ra- pet rabbit who passes away. And um, he tells a story that, you know, when his kid's pet rabbit passed away, he buried the rabbit. He didn't expect the rabbit to have any kind of life. You know, the life form was gone. His spirit had left the body and he buried the rabbit. And there was no expectation that that rabbit was going to come up out of the ground or grow into anything else. On the other hand, he also talked about, so that, but but the rabbit went down into the dirt. Then he talked about planting, you know, seeds and how there was an expectation when he put those seeds under the same dirt in the darkness, there was an expectation that that darkness was going to generate a life form. That life form was going to come up out of the ground and become something. And so there was an expectation, even though you couldn't immediately see that life form coming up through the ground, there was an expectation that this was taking its course, that nature was taking its course and that it would eventually grow, it would sprout. So he calls this, you know, being buried or being planted. Both have to do with being in the darkness under the ground, but one is an ex- one you hold an expectation of life, and the other you don't. And so, when you're looking at your own personal investment of your time, and your projects, and your relationships, and your, you know, your businesses, and your your ideas, and you've actually taken action to go towards them, okay, and you've actually uh, got yourself into that that what I call that crossroads period. You have to look at something to, to know whether you should hold on or let go. You have to look at whether it's buried or it's planted. That goes for relationships. There are some relationships. You know, people call me all the time about relationships and is he going to, and what is he thinking, and is he thinking about me, and what did he put on me about on Facebook about me, even though um, I deleted him from Facebook. But I want to know, you tell me what he put on Facebook about me. I'm like, I'm not a Ringling Brothers here. I'm, a, <laughs> I'm an intuitive, but I'm not going to, you know, I'm a gypsy. And uh, and so, you know, you have you have these situations that are really meant to be buried. They're done. They're just done. There's no more life force. And most of the time when it comes to relationships, those buried situations are the ones that they've served their purpose. You've learned your lessons from each other or it was detrimental to you or abusive to you or stunting your growth in some other way or you've asked for a huge change and that change has to happen and that person isn't really in alignment with the bigger thing that you're desiring. So, you know, it drops off. But, you know, when you're in between and you're kind of confused about whether this is a buried situation or a planted situation, um, you know, you have to evaluate. Does it feel like there's like still energy welling up? I'm not talking about attachment. We'll get to that in a minute. I'm talking about interaction, a a pull towards each other if you're dealing with a relationship. Is there still, um, you know, uh, that that little piston, that little fire, like a pilot light in that business of yours? Maybe that business isn't working in its current state, but it's evolving into a new state, and you're trying to hold on to the old state but it's trying to evolve. So that would be a situation where it's planted. It's evolving. It's going from being a little seedling to an actual full plant, or it's going from being a full plant to actually bearing fruit. And as you go through those stages, and trust me when I tell you, I go through them all the time, but this business, because I create this business as I go, you go through stages where people don't care what I say or do. They're not interested. And then I get all frustrated, and then, it's because I'm I'm evolving. I'm going to the next level. You know, what I was talking about or doing two years ago doesn't really apply. The energy has shifted. The audience has changed, um, you know, and, and it's time to move on, to grow. For me personally, as I grow, then I, you know, the business shifts and grows. So I know I've been going through that, that stage in the last, you know, 18 months or so. So 
when you're looking at this, there there's three there's you know let's see what is this about five different things to consider. So when something isn't working or it doesn't seem like it's working on your timetable, okay, and I listen to that your timetable. There are two timetables: your timetable and divine timing. Okay, so divine timing is when you've made a request and you have to turn that request over. You've done your part, okay? You've taken your action um, that you felt inspired to take, you know, you felt led to take, and then you're awaiting, you know, some sort of tangible, physical result, you know? So essentially what you're doing when you have a thought, you send the thought out as energy. You get whatever signs, symbols, and synchronicities um, that leads you to the action steps to take. You start to take those action steps, and then your results show up in what's called divine timing. Divine timing being when anyone who's going to be affected by that thing coming to fruition is ready. And sometimes it's an alignment thing. Sometimes it's you being ready, you know, you having a mindset or something in your personal head that is off, so you're creating your own internal obstacle. Sometimes there's outer obstacles. Maybe there's money or there's, you know, uh, you know, a situation in a relationship. Like, especially in relationships, you're dealing with two people who have free will. So sometimes that divine time is about free will. Maybe that person is supposed to learn lessons with another person before they're really available to you. Okay? So um, divine timing is really about when you turn something over to God, the universe, the powers that be, spirit, all that is, but you're God of your understanding, and um, you allow it to show up for you. Now, I see a lot of people who absolutely have no patience at all. I have friends who are like this. I have um, uh, a, a huge number of clients who are like this where there is absolutely no patience because as soon as they get an idea and they take one step towards it, and they say, you say, okay, get quiet and allow it to come. They start to mentally think about it and think about how can I make it happen. And if they can't figure out how they can make it happen, they start to panic. And then they start to ask all kinds of questions and get a zillion readings and then ask me about all the readings they got from all the other people and, you know, all that kind of stuff. And they want, you know, they turn to psychics and the occult and everything, and they want, tell me the date I'm going to meet this person. Tell me you know, what color the person's eyes are going to be. Tell me that, you know, and, and and it's just so disempowering to to tell people that kind of information in most cases because then they get hooked on what you said and something configuring way better than what a psychic can perceive at the time because you're not ready for it at the time could be configuring and you're killing it because now you're focused, you, you know, clamp down on Mari City says brown eyes and I'm going to meet him at a party and it's going to be in November. So now all you do is clamp down on that and you're not open to receive the, from the universe. Now, I can tell you one thing about universal timing. It's always actually the most efficient. It's the most efficient. I avoided writing my book. I worked on it, you know, in a lot of ways, but I avoided really formally, you know, writing a book proposal on a book. And I and I always used to hear, I'd be, oh, should I do a telephone? Oh, maybe I should do this project. Maybe I should do that. Should I do another workshop? Should I do this? And I kept here and write the book. I'm like, yeah, but the book doesn't make me money. I got to do this. I got to do this. I got to do that. And I hear, write the book, write the book, write the book, write the book. And I would say, but that's too hard. That's long term. That would take a long time to come to fruition. But I finally, because everything starts to drop away, I finally said, okay, okay, okay. So I said, I think it's time to get this book done. Well, when the book is done now, all of a sudden, I'm getting all kinds of marketing support, public relations support, you know, like major magazines, not just, you know, the smaller ones, the big, the really big magazines, the, the big newspapers, and all that kind of stuff, and TV, and radio, and all these different things, because this publisher is invested. They've invested. So they're going to make the most of their investment, try to profit from their investment. So all of a sudden, I get a whole team that would have cost me upwards of $10,000 a month to support. Now the publisher's doing it. I don't have to pay for it. So there's a whole umbrella of support that came in the one task. So that actually, even though it seems inefficient to me to take this long to write a book and go through all the hours and hours and hours, the blood, sweat, and tears, and the insecurities, the stress, and the strain, and you know, the isolation, that was their shortcut. They were saying, okay, you can go around the mountain, go around and around the base, you know, around and around. 
Or we can just take you on a lift and go straight up. It's a steep climb, but we will take you up the lift and go straight up. And a lot of times it looks very different than what your mental mind thinks it should be. Okay? The sister to divine timing is divine order. Divine order. So most people, when they can't figure out their career and they can't figure out their money and they their, their body hurts in some way and, you know, their kids aren't doing what they want, they call me and say, is there a man for me? What about my relationship? And you're like, um, you just went through this, this is wrong and this is wrong and this is wrong and this is wrong, but you want to know if there's a man or a woman. And... <laughs> And it's funny because the relationship piece where you have to interact with someone else and where your auric fields are connecting and then you're sexually connecting and you're combining, you know, those energies in that way, that is um, best done when the other pieces are in place. Now, I'm not saying it's always like that, but divine order, if it has its way, will bring the relationship in, usually last because as an individual, as a relationship is only as strong as its weakest link. If you're going into a relationship and your career is a mess and, you know, your health is, you know, iffy and, you know, you're, you're emotionally needy and all those things, and then you go into a relationship, you can only attract what you are. You're not going to attract better than what you are because the attraction to the other person is a magnetic reflection of you. So people come in like, well, I want this, this, and this. I'm saying, okay, well, uh, what are you doing about your that, that, that? And they get mad at me because they just want to know what color eyes he has and what t- part of town they're going to meet him on and what date, what week, and all this, whatever. But the bottom line is, if you want that ultimate person, divine order is going to hold you to it. Divine order is going to focus you and say, okay, this to this to this, to this. And, a, you know, and, and they can be in a variety of different ways. You know, I wanted to move to the West Coast for a really long time, but they had me do a lot of things over like a four-year period before that move came to be. And when the divine, when I was in divine order, everything was going smoothly. When I was trying to jump and be out, I was out of order. Like, I wanted to move first and then do all this stuff. And they're like, no, do this stuff and then we'll have you move. And I, and I fought. This is why I talk to you guys like this. I fought like a tug of war, you know, with with my with the guys because I was like, no, I just want the house and I want to be near the beach and then I'll write you a book and then I'll do more telephone and then I'll work all day and all night like you want me to, but I just want to be at the beach. And they're like, um, go get to the beach after you do this and this and this and this. And so it, they said, finish the book and then you'll get to the beach. So I finished the book last year. And I said, okay, I got as far as I could get. And then I did a book proposal. I said, you know, it doesn't make sense to finish this book without getting paid to finish the book because I was down to the last couple of chapters. So then I took, changed gears because they said, here's the divine timing thing, okay? Because now it's time to write the book proposal. You have enough to write the book proposal. So I wrote the book proposal. Now it's time to sell the book. They sell the book. Now they say, oh, well, by the way, you're moving. What? I'm moving? Uh, yeah, you're going to go to San Diego. And then, whoosh, and everything, the money, the people, the, you know, the house, the, the you know, my pet, everything. Here we go across the country. It was divine order. I can't tell you how long I was wanting to move. You can talk to any of my friends or family. They'll tell you 10 years, you know. But it, and I, it doesn't have to take that long for you. It really doesn't. Uh, they do that when you're a master teacher. When you're supposed to teach this stuff, you go through harder lessons so that when you teach it, you know, you can really be confident and really have a lot of different experiences that you can relate to your clients. So this, for me, because I teach it, I go through more intense lessons. So you don't necessarily have to go through that level of intensity. But divine order is very important. So sometimes when, um, I know this happens with twin flame, okay? Twin flame is being, you know, like a soulmate on steroids. <laughs> you know, the, 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 ro- the high romance, you know, I call them the divine union, that, that ultimate person. And I know, I know some people say we have all these ultimate people, but, you know, that big crescendo relationship, that relationship of a lifetime. Um, sometimes you meet that person and you feel it and you know it and beyond, you feel it and it's like, oh, my gosh, you know. And then they drop out of your life. And it feels like it's not finished, but it looks like it is finished. And 
a lot of times um, it is finished and you're just attached, which I'm going to get to in a minute. Sometimes, especially if it's a real true twin flame, you meet so you can connect to that energy and know that that person exists. But then you're split because he has his thing that has to get done and you have your thing that has to get done um, because with the the intensity of that relationship, if it comes together at that moment, you're going to miss out on a whole lot of growth. And and twin flames um, usually have huge lessons to do apart and then huge lessons to do in communion with each other. So you might meet that person and then there's like almost like an estrangement and then it comes back. And when it comes back, it's after you've accomplished certain things and he's accomplished certain things or her. And, um, and and then the divine timing, the divine order, orders your steps. It puts that relationship in where it can has this, you know, the highest chance of success. Okay. Now, the relationships that aren't necessarily twin flame, you know, big, you know, relationship of a lifetime, don't necessarily require all of that. And you'll feel the energy ebb and flow. And some relationships they sort of you know, chug along. Some relationships come together because you're supposed to have kids. And then when those kids grow up, that relationship's supposed to be done. Because perhaps the person that you ultimately were going to be with doesn't want kids or doesn't have kids or can't have kids. But that piece, you were there to do with those beings into the planet, and then it's time for you to move on to the next, you know, the next person. So, um, you know, it's all different, all different types of combinations, infinite number of combinations. But if you're aware of divine timing and you're aware of divine order, you can take some of the pressure off of some of the things that you might be pressuring to fix, you know. And I hear a lot of women in particular, I hear men too actually in my readings and stuff, uh, and, and some of my friends, I hear a lot of people, let's say it like that, say, you know, I can't really figure out my life unless I know what's happening in the situation. I need closure. I need closure. I need closure before I can move on. I need to know. I need to know. What is it? Was it a past life? What is it? What is it? And usually, nine times out of ten, when people are insisting on closure and insisting on all of these different things when the relationship has come to its natural end, it's usually a fear of their their future and of the emptiness uh, that's presenting itself. Um, but the emptiness is actually possibility and opportunity, not necessarily, you know, being alone forever. You know, it doesn't do spirit any good to have you alone forever. It just doesn't because being in communion with other people is, is actually a good contribution to the planet as long as it's in the right timing, you know, and you're developed enough so that your relationship isn't a whirling dervish of hysteria and, 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 and excess stress, which goes on to the energetic grid, doesn't really do much for anybody. But, you know, Having an exemplary romantic relationship is a is a it's a point of inspiration for millions of people when they see it because it's rare to see it you know and to witness it. So why wouldn't your guides want you to have a successful relationship? Okay, but when you get attached, this is what the next little thing we're going to talk about. Is, you know, you're trying to force. I was watching The Bachelor last night. I love that show. And, you know, you know me and my reality TV fetish. You know this. So. You know, <laughs> don't judge. Um, if you want, you can judge, but I don't care. I'm still going to watch my shows anyway. And I love to watch The Bachelor because it is, really is really is a slice of society and how women act. And then on the other hand, it's also how men act and how they, you know, respond to different, you know, stimuli, if you will. <laughs> Last night was a total train wreck. I was going to kill myself, but I'm uh, watching it. But, um what you see is the attachment, how some some women take that scenario and they get very detached and they pull away. They pull away to the point where they're invisible and they're not effective at all. Some women step back and they just watch and they have a certain sense of pride and confidence and the guy comes to them. And some women are all out, knocked down, drag out, trying to compete for his attention in any salacious way they can. And you see these different layers. And, you know, it, it is a slice of how life is, you know. Are you... Do you get so detached that you disappear? So you're not in the game. Then you get sent home. That's in anything. If you get, if you're confident and you're in your power, then you can watch and you can be interested and have an investment in, 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 you know, getting to know, like in the case of the bachelor, getting to know this guy, getting to be, you know, present. So he takes notice and then you retreat. 
And you allow, okay, you allow. You go from attachment to allowance where you allow him to come forward. He says, oh, she's giving me space. I'm going to come forward. And um, it was interesting. On One of those scenarios, I think it was last week's show, oh, he's kissing every girl. He's got 20 girls. He's kissing every girl. And there's one girl. He finally, you know, takes notice of her, and he's talking to her, and then he goes to kiss her, and she turns her face. She doesn't want to kiss her. She says, look, you got to. I don't want to kiss you today. This is my first time sitting down with you to actually have one-on-one time when I don't want to kiss you. He was like, oh. And the look on his face, and more importantly, in his energy, she was like stunned. But he was intrigued. And even though she was kind of like one of the wallflower girls, she wasn't like the one who was getting all the camera time, he kept her. He gave her a rose in that rose ceremony, and he paid a lot more attention to her because now it's like, oh, she's giving me room to come to her. So, Putting The Bachelor aside, because, you know, I could do two shows on that, uh, apply that to your own life. Apply that to getting a job. You can apply that to, um, you, you know, your kids. You can apply that to, to anything, you know, and they're, because they're human condition. You know, it's a human a life, a lesson in human condition and human nature, okay, and ironically, energetic nature, okay. So when you attach to something, uh, when you attach to something, you push it away. When you detach, when you let go, now that letting go doesn't mean you just drop it and you walk, like you stop watering the plant that you planted and you stop letting it see sun and you just walk away because essentially that's committing it to death. Letting go, though, is saying, okay, I've done what I know I can do. I have one of three choices. Either I'm lacking information meaning information on how to do more or what to do next. I'm in a state of allowing it to grow and take root, or I'm choosing to walk away. You know, you have those choices. So if it's a matter of you need more education and more information, then you pray a little differently. You say, you know what, I just don't know what to do in this situation. I don't know. Do I text him? Do I not text him? Do I go after the job and call that boss again after I've already, you know, reached out to them two or three times or do I leave it alone and let them come to me? So, you know, these types of things, that's when you go to your guides and you say, angels, guides, I need more information. I really just don't know what to do. Instead of sending yourself on a wild goose chase in your head and then spinning and spinning and spinning and talking to your girlfriends about it and going for the, you know, the card readings, ah, 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 what do I do? What do I do? What do I do? You allow those answers to come up. Now, then, you know, and that's how you let it get, give it breathing room by letting go, okay? Now, sometimes it's time to just ditch it. We know that, okay? If someone's not matching your energy in any way, shape, or form, they may be going through something. It might be a situation of divine order. It might be a time for you to walk away. Letting go always will produce a response. Either you're gonna what you want is gonna come back around and present itself, or it's not, and um, something else will. And I I know people hate that or something better thing because they get clamped down on what they want. But when you're dealing with divine order and divine timing, you understand these rules of how things work. That attachment versus letting go. When you have that kind of rhythm, that's what faith is. When you, because you can allow and say, okay, I know that one of these forces is, you know, in effect. So I've asked, is this buried or is this planted? Okay, I think it's buried. It's, I mean, I think it's planted. All right. So now, what, what if it's planted, and I really feel that this is a something that just with some nurturing and some time can still grow? Then now I'm dealing with is it divine timing, divine order? You know, am I being attached? Am I letting go? Okay, that's the faith process. Process of faith. If it's buried. And then you attach yourself to something that's buried, you feel horrible, okay? Nothing works. Everything shuts down. The money goes away. The guy goes off and gets married to somebody else. The, you know, the, uh, you know, the job evaporates. You know, these kinds, that's buried. And if you stay on it, then, you know, now you're stalking the guy with his new wife. And, you know, you're going after the, you're hating the people on the job, you know, you know, anything that's causing you to start to, 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 to perseverate or obsess is attachment, okay? And that's where you need to literally let go, which takes courage. Take some courage and take faith. 
But when you understand these rules, things get a lot better. Okay, so um, I'm going to go ahead and take a break. I've been talking sometimes. It's funny how I can do that. We're going to go ahead and take a, a quick break. And then when we come back, we'll start with our reading. So the number to call in uh, is 347-215-9485. 347-215-9485. I'm Mari. You're listening to the AHA Moments radio show, and we'll be right back. ever get a hunch about something and ignore it, only to find out later you were right after all? Do you know that you're intuitive but need help interpreting what you get? Need quick answers to burning questions but don't have the time to wait for a private reading? Then Mari's Intuitive Living Oracle Cards are the tool for you. 45 gorgeous laminated cards and a full book of interpretations come together in a beautiful velvet bag. The cards have been designed and energized to give you the answers right now. No more sleepless nights weighing pros and cons. Ask the cards your questions and see what message your intuition has for you. To learn more and get your deck now, go to the store at www.ahamomentsinc.com and click on the intuitive living cards now. That's the store at ahamomentsinc.com. The answers are truly within your reach. Are you at a crossroads in your life? Facing big decisions about your life purpose, business, relationships, or other major issues? Are you wondering why you may be delayed in getting what you want? Or if you have special guides, who are helping you? Then investing in a private intuitive reading with Mari is just what you need. As a third generation spiritual intuitive, Mari has worked with thousands of clients over the past 18 years. During your private session, you will learn who your guides are. Receive insight on the core issues that need attention and get new perspective, clarity, and inspiration on what to do next. To register, go to www.ahamomentsinc.com and click on the Work with Mari tab to get all of the details. There are a limited number of spots each month, so go to www.ahamomentsinc.com for yours now. Living the life you are really meant to live? Soul Lifetimes Magazine is your online source for creating the life you truly desire. When you register for your free subscription at www.soullifetimes.com, you get access to a world of resources that will help you to get the answers you seek and inspire you to take charge of your world. Tap into your body, mind, and spirit with articles from some of the most well-known conscious thought leaders and teachers on metaphysics, soul talk, soulmate relationships, quantum healing, astrology, food for the soul, style, and more. When you join us to create a joyful lifestyle for a new way of being, you truly contribute to raising the consciousness of the world. Subscribe for free at www.soullifetimes.com and never miss an issue of this innovative and insightful digital magazine. Soul Lifetimes Magazine is about living happier, healthier lives full of purpose, joy, and abundance. Subscribe now for free at www.soullifetimes.com. We look forward to seeing you there. Hello, we're back. You're listening to the AHA Moments Radio Show. I'm Mari, and we have been talking all about holding on or letting go. And the things that you can do when things seem to be going too slow. And we know, remember, just remember, before I get started these readings, it's all about divine timing or divine order. And if it's dead, let it go. And that's it. Simple rules. Simple, simple, simple. So, uh, we have a bunch of you on the line. Thanks for your patience. I'm going to get to the readings now. Again, if you'd like to try and call in, uh, the number is 347-215-9485. Okay, so um, the first person we have is Laura in New Jersey. Hi, Laura. Did we lose Laura? Sam? Okay, no, Laura. 
Okay, so now we have Anna in Tennessee. Hi, Anna. Hi, Maury. Thank you for taking my call. Thank you, Sam. Um, <laughs> I'm confused now for real. <laughs> oh, I, things are going slow, but I'm not giving up. But And I don't want a nine-to-five job. Oh, God, I live my life like that. But, you know, I got a book working on my spirituality, so I guess I'm just going to say what you see going on. Um, okay, so so what is it that you are – that's a little too broad for the amount of time okay. we have. Yes, um, what yes. is it that's the biggest concern about – because it sounds like you're doing a lot of good stuff and you're sorting mm-hmm. out the whole how to get out of the nine-to-five thing. Um, yeah. What what is the do you have a more specific question? Yes, you know, <laughs> I really don't want it to take ten years. I mean, seven years to write my book. So right, I'm I'm, I'm thinking about doing just an ebook first. Well, you know, it doesn't really matter because that's just the channel of distribution. The difference between an ebook and a traditionally published book is the number of words. So and and you know whether somebody's gonna you know pick you up or not. Like the reason why I feel as fast as I did, I got a book built very very fast. I had an offer within the first day of the people of my agents putting the proposal out there, is because I had done all that legwork of having you know an audience and a platform and all that stuff. However, for for what you're talking about, an ebook, you know, it can be much shorter. A traditional book, they want fifty thousand words. Period. End of story. Um, but if you want to do a good solid ebook, twenty five thousand words is is you know is fine. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. um, you know, and it's six and one half dozen the other. I wouldn't worry. Don't use my numbers as your numbers. Mm-hmm. You know, an ebook isn't going to go any shorter. Mm-hmm. It's just because you still have to write it. Ultimately, yeah. you just write it. You know, and once you write it, then you can learn how to do a book proposal and present it to publishers, or you can self-publish it, you know, on a Kindle, on Amazon, or whatever, and get it out mm-hmm. there. However, you want to do it, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't worry about the timing. I'd focus on the content of what you want to share with your audience. That's what you okay. focus on. That's what you focus oh, on, well. and you should be in a good place. Um, just one more thing about your situation, and I'm gonna have to jump to the next person. Um, just know that. Uh, the nine to five, and this is for everybody. People get really upset when they've discovered something they're passionate about and they're ready to jump and they want to do it, but it's not ready to do something financially yet. The thing that you do with that is you become what it is you're striving for and mm-hmm. downgrade the nine to five job in your head as who you are. So what do I mean by that? So when I was um, dancing, I was dancing competitively all over the world, and uh, Instead, and I had a consulting job. And instead, when people ask me, well, what are you, you know, what do you do for a living? I would say, I dance. I wouldn't say mm-hmm. I was a consultant. Even though I was making all my money from consulting because I was spending it on the dancing, I said I danced because that made it first, it identified me as that first. And then what fueled my passion was this consulting work. So for you, identify yourself as an author. I'm an author, I'm a writer, I'm a, you know, whatever you are. And then the yeah. nine to five job just finances you for now, okay? Because okay. you do need time to allow your dream thing to take mm-hmm. enough root to be able to support you. You need a foundation. There's no question. Does that help? I hope that helps a little bit. Yes, it does, Maury. Thank you. You're welcome, sweetie. Have a great night. Thanks so much for calling in. Good luck with everything. Okay, next we have um, Cheryl in Indiana. Hi, Cheryl. Hi, Mari. Thank you for taking my call. Oh, you're so welcome. You're a very sweet energy. Oh, Let's do thank it. Thank you. <laughs> uh, well, um, I I was married for 34 years, and that ended a, a couple of, about three years ago. Okay. And then I took care of my mother, who was ill, and she okay. passed away. And so I'm finally on my own. Yeah. Not that I, you know, wish anything happened to my mother, but for the first time in my life, I'm on my own, and I've kind of had to struggle to financially, and it's to the point where 
I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to make next month's rent. And I've prayed about it. You know, I've I've did a lot of energy work and spiritual work, and I feel a sense of peace about it. I know that yep. whatever happens, it's going to be okay. But my dream is to to stay independent, not have to move in with my children or you know anything like that. Right. And I just wonder if you see that happening that. I will be able to stay independent. Well, there's a difference between a dream and a plan. So a dream is more based on wish, you know, and the plan is expectation. So sometimes you have to take a step backwards to take two steps forward, you know. Um, It does feel to me like you're going to get some relief. Have you been applying for jobs? Um, No, I have a full-time job. Um, I just... I work for a non-profit organization, and we just don't make very much money, and I haven't had a raise in, like, 14 years. And, uh, yeah, yeah, But yeah, I'm yeah, very yeah. dedicated to, to this this company, this uh, organization, and I have some health issues that kind of keep me from, like, working a second job, but I'm always trying to, you know, find ways maybe to make, money on the internet, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, it feels like there's something, something for you. I normally do not uh, recommend direct sales to people, but it sounds like, it feels to me like you have a fairly decent social circle that that might work if you find the right product that really, really makes your heart sing. Um, it feels like you'll find a way, that, like there's a little pocket of successful um, you know, sharing of some sort of product where you get commissions on it, something like that would be very, very, like an Arbon or, you know, not necessarily Avon because it's an old brand, but something in that. If you look into direct sales, that might might be um, something that, that would be very viable for you. It just That's what your guides are saying. It's like something on that line that's kind of already done because you are very dedicated to your, your nonprofit and the contributions you're making through there. Um, as far as, as moving in with your family members and that type of thing, um, there might be a little bit of a crossover. I don't see you losing your your place, but uh, it they it does feel like you'll make a move. Um, it might be something smaller than you want at first, and then everything is going to kind of come together more towards the second half of the year, and you'll have that, you know, that more like land on both feet. But there's a bridge situation that has to happen. Because remember, you're coming out of grief. There's a lot of grieving you've gone through. So a lot of times they shut your engines down a little bit. They kind of, you know, like, like pain the engines because you're in a very heightened state of emotion. Um, you, right. And you're also learning new ropes. So sometimes you do need to, you know, if you moved in with your family for a little bit, you wouldn't be there forever. I'm not saying you have to do that. I'm just using that as an example. Something that you don't necessarily want to do, but it might give you some relief and some healing space so that you could really be more powerful in your job and sort of, you know, fill up the coffers a bit, not just financially but energetically, and then, you know, move off from there. So I wouldn't judge yourself on that. That's not a failure. That's more of creating a bridge for yourself out of your your old way of life and now into your new way of life. And it definitely feels like after September of this year, you're going to have, you know, a much easier way of it. Part of it is just, plain old healing time. So I hope that's helped a little bit. Yes, it does. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Good luck with everything. Okay, next we have uh, who do we have? Natalie in is that San Francisco, Sam? Yes. Hi, Natalie. How are you? Hi. Hi, Mari. Thanks for taking my call. Um, yeah, I feel like what you're talking about is just so right on point with what's going on in my life right now. And I was oh, look, I've been looking for a job for like two years, and um, I went out and pitched somebody to um, do uh, in his business to do some uh, events and thought leadership stuff for him. And around innovation, and he's excited by it. And um, but the problem is, he um, uh, he's giving me some pushback on it on price. And um, I was looking at uh, potentially working with him. So 
not sure because Mercury's in retrograde, but there's, you know, it's. Uh, I'm wondering, is this the right? I wanted just to see if you had any kind of feedback from my guides on, is this something that's going to go forward? I like him, um, but I also kind of want to make sure I get valued and that I can be successful in doing this. So I think he yeah. would value, but I don't think he can afford you. Um, I think he he has, you know, a lot of vision. And mm-hmm. I don't know that he can afford the rate that you deserve and that you want. So uh, if you negotiate, I wouldn't go below, go into a, a range that feels like you're not being valued. I would right. also, it feels like there's a medium-sized company that is on its way up, that's in its growth mode. Um, I, I'm hearing the word American Express. Now, why I'm saying that? Well, American Express has an amazing small business program. And um, I'm getting goosebumps all over. And that small business program focuses on businesses that are kind of, that have a financial worth that's in the growth mode, like they're more, they're starting to go towards being a medium company instead of a one guy kind of a show, you know, that smaller struggle kind of micro company. They're starting to go into like a more, Mm -hmm. a little bit more of a mid-sized company. I would look at anything that has less than 15 employees for what you're doing because it's very easy to go to the different entrepreneurs and, they, and you know, they're all very excited and want your ideas, God help them, you know, uh, but that's, can't necessarily afford the level that you bring. So if right. he, now, if he can be, if you have the bandwidth financially to to give him some time and, you know, get paid, you know, minimal amount for it and then use him as a portfolio or a testimonial or, you know, some review or Facebook or Amazon review, you know, those mm-hmm. kinds of things to mm-hmm. help review. Right. Then it's worth, you know, or a LinkedIn review. Then you scale it so that he can fit into what makes sense for you. So you can say, okay, right. so I need money. I need, you know, social proof. I need testimonials. I need this. What can he do? That would be of value to me. That would be worth me putting some time in, but not having a monetary expectation that he can't meet. You know, so and not selling your soul for some or less than what you're worth. So that's how right. I would. But I, uh, you know, so I would play that with him that way. But as far as the, your your uh, the rest, I, it feels to me like you, you know, if you go to like your local chamber. Uh, or you call up American Express, Google American Express and look for their like roster of you know businesses that in their, it feels like even on LinkedIn you could get in in with somebody in American Express in their small business program and really do a job. Maybe also with like accountants and things like that who might know companies that could use your services. But it definitely feels like this guy. I would get clamped down on this guy because I don't I generally don't think he has the money. I think if he did, he would give you t- twice what you're asking. Right, so. right, yeah, and it's a it's a startup, a four year old startup, uh, but it's around air, a topic I'm really interested in. So I was thinking it might be a good springboard for me. Um, yeah, yeah, you then, know, then just, just change your expectations up. He's not going to be your cash cow. Right, no, right, exactly. It's not going to be the cash yeah. cow. <laughs> Absolutely. I was just yeah. wanted to see yeah. if I got any feedback on that. Yeah. Okay. Yep. So thank okay, you. I appreciate that. You're so right. welcome. Good luck with that. Okay. Have a great night. Okay. So, oh, let's see. Okay. So next we have Michelle in Georgia. Hi, Michelle. Hi, Mari. How are you doing? I'm Hello? doing great. How are you? <laughs> can I'm you hear fine. Me? Yeah, I can hear you. Can you hear me? Yep. I can hear you just fine. Great. Good okay. Question. So we've spoken before. Um We've actually spoken before, and I actually just have a, a follow-up question, I guess, um, about my career. Um, last time we spoke, you suggested to me that I needed to be a little bit more clear on, on the direction I was taking, and right. I'm a little bit more clear. I've done a lot of meditating and, and um, following my intuition and things like that, and I've become a little bit more clear. And I got, a, in, I got an interview tomorrow, Yay. and I want to know about um, – if this interview is going to lead me to the next position that I'm going to be in. 
you know, it feels like it is, actually. It feels very light and bright around it. I'm seeing the light card in the tarot deck, and it's it's just lots of light coming down from on high and actually light coming up from below. So it feels very, very good for you. However, uh, there might be a little delays with, you know, some blips and blops and some, maybe a little delay uh, just because of the Mercury retrograde energy. But it does feel like ultimately by mid-February, you know, you'll be in a really good place with this, and it and it feels like it it's a good fit. So yeah, it feels it feels very positive. I don't feel anything negative about it, and I'm just okay. putting the Mercury retrograde disclaimer on it because that's just the way the retrogrades kind of work, you know. But it, it okay. may not even affect it because it's very very strong. I think you're in the right direction, and kudos to you for doing the work. Good for you. Thank you so much. I'm just so you said mid February because I was hoping that it would, would be say, like a whole year. Two year process. No, 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 no. I, I definitely think by mid February you you'll be in good shape. You're right there. You're like they're showing you walking through the door. I'm getting the goosebumps again. Okay. So yeah. Yep. Okay. All right, thanks, All right, my dear. You're so welcome. <laughs> have a great night. Okay, let's see here. We have time. Okay. Maureen in San Diego. Hi, Maureen. Hi, how are you? I'm groovy. How are you? Oh, fabulous. I am so excited. Um, I um, wanted to ask you a question. I My life is amazing and very abundant, and my career is going wonderful. And I had a question about my soulmate. And okay. You can tell me what you see, like, um, in the near future. Okay. And what is, what, what's the question? Like, well, I, in um, regard? well, there's, Someone that um, I have an uh, amazing connection with, and but I think that he just wants to have fun, and it's like he comes into my life and then he uh, disappears, and so I'm, you know, I've uh, let go of that and I'm very open. So um, yes, so I wanted to. Is ask there somebody about that. named Robert around you? Um, Rob or Robert, maybe a Bobby. It could be a last name too. Um, there is a, a friend of mine named Robert. Well, I'm not sure it's him, but there is, it feels like that. I don't normally get names, so uh, okay. that, that's a name to look out for. And okay. it feels like he's pretty close by. I don't think this is going to be a long distance situation at all. I think he's, I think you guys are, they're showing me a radar, you know, like a plane radar and the little flashing light of you and a little flashing light of him, and you're, like, around the corner from each other. Like, this is close. This is really close. Wow, like, that's exciting. <laughs> so you're close. So, awesome. like, dress up, go into the grocery store. Don't look like a schlep around town. Okay. You know, I always you got to get the car wash, put on your, you know, your, your makeup, do your ponytail right way, you know, all that kind of stuff. Go to the gym, yeah. you know, keep your little earrings on, just because he's like, it's going to be like, you're picking up a pizza, and boom, there he is, you know. And you don't I need to look it. like you're going to, to you know, Vegas, but you, you definitely, you know, if you're going to have on your, your workout clothes, you know, don't forget to coordinate the socks, you know, or the flip-flops, whatever, you're in San Diego, you know, <laughs> you know the deal. You're, you know, you know what it's like around here. So, um, you know, just look cute because he's around. He's close. And I, it's very rare that I get that kind of reading. You know, you listen to this a lot. It's very rare yeah. that I get that kind of reading, uh, that detail. You know, and, and so he's, he's and been, Thank you. I, I've been having this dream, and it's like he's getting closer and closer, and now I can see him. So, yep. and we're in an air, we're in an airport, and he's asking me if I'm ready. So I'm taking that as an uh, interpretation, like a relationship, because you're taking it, it as a what? As like we're even though we're in the airport getting ready to travel, he's asking me if I'm ready. So I'm I was taking it as in, are you ready for a relationship? Like, That's right. You watch so, those things, so you're on the right track. You don't need me. You already have the answer. Oh, I thank just you. confirmed it. And you're meeting him in an airport, and your guys are saying he's on a, a radar in an airline. Hello? You know, you, I'm talking air traffic control. You're having dreams about the airport. What else do you need to know? <laughs> you're so awesome, Mari. Just, just don't freaking look bad on the streets. That's it. You know, yes, you yes, gotta put on the yes. good, you know, do the makeup. Don't go out. You, cause I'm telling you, the day you forget that lipstick is the day that man shows up, and you'll have your <laughs> hand over your mouth trying to say hello. 
and I'll call you and let you know. <laughs> yeah, you'll call us and show you. Let me know. Absolutely. I'm wishing you all the best. I'm sure it's going to work out. And just, you know, don't don't become a hermit and don't go out without your lipstick. That's Thank it. you so much, Maureen. You're so awesome. <laughs> <You're>, <laughs> you are too, Maureen. Have a great night. Thanks for calling in. Okay, everybody. <laughs> That's a great way to end for tonight. Um, I'm looking forward to letting you know all about our new big workshops, retreats, and whatever else these guys come up with. And I crack the whip. I can feel it all bubbling up in my energy. So we will see you back the same time, same place next week. And uh, we'll end with my motto, which is you truly can have exactly what you want. You absolutely deserve it too. And in this energy, anything is possible. See you next week, everybody. Take care. You've been listening to the AHA Moments Radio Show with your host, Mari. Be sure to visit her blog and website at www.ahamomentsinc.com. That's A-H-A, moments with an S, inc.com. Also join Mari on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash ahamomentsinc and Twitter at twitter.com slash ahamoments. We can't wait to see you there.